but why when I do the ads, they suck. And then when you do the ads, I get way more stuff from them. Biggest things that I've seen is like the not understanding the campaign objectives. If you do a traffic campaign, you could spend a thousand dollars, get a thousand clicks and maybe have like one lead if you're lucky. Whereas like if you run a lead generation campaign where that's optimizing to get people to actually fill out the form that I mean, it's just going to be night and day and you can get 20 leads for that same. So uh, I've heard a lot of things about targeting. Um, you know, I used to suggest, I'm not a Facebook ad expert, but I was like, all right, you're going to want to, you're going to want to target homeowners. It used to be like, you could target by like income brackets. Um, that's taken away. There's a lot of stuff taken away. Right. Um, I was like, well, if they watch HGTV, it might be a great customer, right? Like, I think it sounds like you and other ex experts in this space are going a little bit more towards simpler on targeting and letting the optimization happen in the platform. Is that correct? Or what, what do you suggest on targeting on Facebook ads? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's something that, like you said, I mean, people naturally want to get like, super granular on the targeting side of things or kind of what they hear a suggestion like this. I mean, they may, um, it may just not make sense on the front end, but yeah, I mean, really like with uh, the targeting, especially, I mean, if you're just running basic legion, I mean, typically the, the best that you can have is just uh, making sure the location targeting is dialed in. Like one thing that you can do, I mean, say if you're in a, a really big market, you may want to kind of like do some zip coaches. So if you're not in like a city like Atlanta, where you're getting leads from like two hours across, the city from each other. But I mean, really like, and this is one thing I would say too, is when, when you're setting the location on Facebook, there's a tab or like a, a drop down above it where you can choose people living in this area or people living in or like recently in this area. And you definitely want to make sure that it's people living in or else you'll see that people are definitely coming in outside of that radius. But I mean, really the, the location <laughs> targeting is probably- For event targeting, important. can you do uh, that don't live in, but are visiting? Is that an option on Facebook? Because I've been thinking about that for events. Are you able to do that for events? Like people that don't live they, in the they, Technically, but it's, it's still going to kind of pick up the same people and it's not the yep. most accurate thing. It's, yeah. it's just, yes. I, mean, I feel it, like the more accurate you try to get, the, the more it's disappointing because it's just not as clear cut as they like to make it seem. But yeah. you're telling us that there will be some, if you target for roofing, there will be some natural optimization that happens or wh why is that okay? Cause isn't there a ton of renters in that area and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, that, so really the, uh, the, and this kind of ties into the messaging a bit, but I mean, really probably the, I guess just strict on the targeting. So, I mean, normally I'll leave it, just do the location targeting, make sure it's people living there. And then the only other targeting I'll do besides that is like the age range. So typically like 30 to 64, if you do like 65 plus, it can get some good leads, but it'll also be some weird leads. But I mean, really that's the biggest thing what you're talking about when it comes 30 to, like to 64, that. I like it. Yeah. So when it comes to people that could be renters and stuff, and this is what you'll see, especially on Facebook forms is you will get a good amount of spam because that information typically auto populates based on the information they put in like previously on forms or what's on their Facebook profiles. So what I typically suggest doing is having like a manual question, like whether it's like before they, because if how most people set up, it's just like click gives them the message, click auto populates, click submit, but you can put a manual question on the front end of that form where it's like, 
or if you're interested in a complimentary roof inspection, or you're interested in getting a quote for your home. Do you own your home? Are you a homeowner? Like questions like that that will kind of make sure that you're on the, the right track from the, the targeting side of things and kind of weeds out some of those people that uh, either are going to come in and just have like bogus info or be renters. So I love that. That's perfect. So a little honeypot almost. Um, it's going to stop people from coming through or, or get less. There's just never going to be no spam. That's that's one thing that sucks. But yeah. It's like ultimately we want more leads. We don't want less spam. You know what I mean? If you get in that mode of like, I hate spam, then you're going to hate ads in general. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess yeah. real quick too, it also comes to the optimization side of things. Like it's going to kind of give you what you give it or kind of like what, what it's seeing. So, I mean, the, the, that's kind of the, the thinking for very like general targeting or not like adding a bunch of interest and stuff in is because if you have a question and the majority of people or leads that are coming in or quality leads are actually interested, then I mean, Facebook um, with all their data or privacy stuff, I mean, they used to say they had like 52,000 touch points on people. So, I mean, if you have a raise of like 2 million people or 2 million people in that raise, I mean, it's going to be able to do a pretty good job if it sees like 10 women or men aged X through Y with that they know they have like kids and stuff like it, it's going to definitely feed it or show it to those people first. I mean, that's also an important part of that kind of just like giving it good feedback to work with and optimize off of. Okay. Just one random question. Why is, why when, cause I feel like I do okay ads, but why when I do the ads, they suck and then, and they don't get much. And then when you do the ads, whether it's lead gen or brand, I get way more stuff from them. What 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 kind of magic do you got going back there? Because well, I can't seem to get a, a result out of my ads, but you seem to be able to. So what is going? I would why say why is your average non-professional not getting results from Facebook ads? I would say one of the biggest things that I've seen is like the not understanding the campaign objectives, which is probably the the biggest probably the Actually, I mean, uh, that's definitely going to be the biggest mistake I've seen because, I mean, for example, like, really, if you want leads, you need to have, it, like, a lead generation campaign with them, whether it's, like, a, a conversion campaign, which is relying on the pixel. But a lot of people think, like, if I just run a traffic campaign, that should get a lot of traffic, so that will convert to leads. And it's, like, just the way that Facebook and the campaigns work, like, it's really going to optimize for what you tell it to optimize for. So I mean, you could spend, if you do a traffic campaign, you could spend a thousand dollars, get a thousand clicks and maybe have like one lead if you're lucky. Where it's like if you run a lead generation campaign where that's optimizing to get people to actually fill out the form that I mean, it's just going to be night and day. And if you get 20 leads for that same, same spend. So I mean, really, and then- There's got to be more than that though, Carson, because your results are so much better than mine when I've done Facebook ads. All right, well, let's get, to, let's, let's get into the next one. What do you suggest for hooks? Like, how do you capture, what would you suggest, like, on copy or whatever to try to grab people's attention with the ads? Because that's a big piece to it, right? Yeah, so I, mean, I would say with um, the hooks on the ads, I mean, a lot of this ties into the, I guess, can tie in the creatives as well. Because, I mean, really, a lot of people, when you look at the ad, there's, like, the, 
the text, all the text on the ad isn't automatically visible. So you kind of have like that, that top line of copy, like the top one or two lines, the creative and like the, the headline or kind of the text next to the call to action button. So I mean, really in that top line of copy, I typically suggest a call out, like calling out, kind of making it known instead of starting with something that like maybe about your company, but doesn't directly call out the people that you're wanting. So maybe it's like attention and I don't really like the word attention, but like San or I'll just say Phoenix homeowners um, with roofs affected by the recent mm-hmm. storm or uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix homeowners looking to get um, a roofing quote or. So it's really, you're saying up front, because I always say the most important question in marketing is who is it for? And you're saying, mm-hmm. say who it's for right away in the ad copy. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I haven't seen a ton of people that probably run that somewhere, but like almost the way that I look at it is like, that top line of copy because most people are either going to see the kind of focus on like, I guess the tech side of it or the image side of it. So, I mean, even, uh, and I guess tying a little bit into the, the creative side of things, but I mean, really the, I would say the hook that I would typically like kind of suggest would be actually placed next to the call to action button, whether it's like, say you're doing retail and you have like a, a finance program that may mm-hmm. be better than, uh, like competitors or you have like a, a price match guarantee or even just something like this isn't the, the strongest call to action, but like requesting your free or your complimentary like roof analysis, request your complimentary roof go up. Like, I guess the actual. But public- like you could say like roofs as low as 150 yeah. a month or something like that. Like, but you're saying, cause there's that, that send message or, or whatever, like, submit form or whatever button there's a there's a call to action on the right and then there's a headline style thing that facebook allows you to put in there yeah. do you often a b test those when you're putting them in or do you kind of know what's going to work and you just set it in stone kind of the second i mean i would say the thing that i see with headlines like the the um, there's a feature called dynamic creative and like without getting that too much i mean you can basically test like up to five headlines, up to five ad copies, like up to 10 creatives within one ad. I mean, really like the the thing that I see the biggest difference on data was the creative side of things. And I mean, I guess in terms of like the actual headlines, I see those vary a lot from ad set to ad set. I mean, it's, there's definitely some type of consistency in the data, but it's just not as consistent where it's like typically night and day winners and the, the spend isn't always even. So, I mean, my thing is kind of like three, three, three to normally like three headlines that I already know are going to do pretty well and then kind of have them a little bit different. Like maybe once a call to action, like, yeah, what's it, one that works? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, um, yeah. So, I mean, I would say kind of like maybe three different topics for the headlines. Like one could be like a hundred plus five star Google reviews. And then you have like, um, the, the five star emojis where you could have like, uh, financing starting as low as like 125 a month or like you said, like get a roof as low as 125 a month or something like that. So something that maybe on like the, the financial call out side of things. And then something that's just like the, the clear cut call to action where it's like, and again, this isn't the, the strongest one, but I mean, just like request your comp or request your like no obligation roof quote today. I don't like the yeah. word free a ton. I know other people, or I, I know, I think Joe Hughes talks about that too. Like, I don't think they suggest using the word free a ton. And like, I typically like to, I would say one thing messaging wise, I typically like to steer towards words like complimentary or like no cost, no obligation, like just something where it's like, it doesn't. Yeah. No obligation. People. I like no obligation. Yeah. Free makes it seem cheap. No obligation mean well, makes it seem elegant. And it's like typically when people use free, it's like it's not even I wouldn't say use well, but just like 
plastered where those have it like three times in the ad where it's like all capitals yeah. on the form. It's just like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think well, the ads, the ads that I see from your, com- your competitors that say like, you want a roof for like $3,000. Like, it's like crazy. Some of the copy I see is, um, it's basically going to attract what I would guess tire kickers. You know what I mean? Like people that want the cheapest thing. Like you, I, I get kind of tapping into that, but sometimes people make it a little ridiculous. I see some Facebook ad guys basically going completely for quantity and not caring at all about the quality of leads. So how do you combat that? If you're not using company can, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company Cam has everything you want. As I would say one thing, I mean, first, just to your point, like, I mean, same thing if you're, if you're saying free in your ads. I mean, there's other people in the market saying it. it's like, and I'm sure you see these ads for roofers where it's like the, the markers are saying like every marker is like, 30 leads, your money back guarantee. It's like, if yeah. everybody's saying the exact same wording in the same language, you're just like, devalues almost like dilutes what you're selling it. So it's like, just by simple word changes, where it's like going from free to complimentary or no obligation. I mean, that just kind of sticks out a little bit more in my opinion. But when it comes to, I guess, actually combating that, um, I mean, that the filtering question is definitely huge. Cause I mean, if, I, I would look at it like, I mean, anybody could get ads or anybody could get leads to some extent, even if somebody doesn't know how to run ads. But like what you'll see is, I mean, some people typically what I guess some of these like fly by night or whatever you call it, like marketing agencies, like their approach actually can work with some of those like cheap leads just because they, they're still relying on like the back end and the sales side of it where they have lead comes in, goes to a call center and then that lead just gets called over and over again. I mean, that's just not sustainable. Like well, you send it to messenger. Cause I see a lot of these guys are focused on messenger. What I see really Carson, if I'm looking at your competitors, what I see is people that are doing the super cheap roof ad to the point where it's like, honestly, if I was a roofing company, I wouldn't even want that lead because I'm going to have to take them from $4,500 for the roof all the way up to 12000 and that's going to hurt them, and I'm yeah. going to have a bad customer experience. And then they're sending them to Messenger. They're sending them to Messenger. All of them are Messenger. And then it's like there's a lot of work there, so you have to like do extra work, and maybe they do it for you. But then what I see is then they're like almost like, and I'm calling people out right now, but hopefully they don't watch this. Just kidding. I know you're here. I love you. Um, they're saying like, oh, if if they if you're not converting these, then there's something wrong with your company. And then maybe maybe the owner has to run these leads just to check them out. And so yeah. they're kind of pushing people to like it be the owner only to run these leads. And they're like, well, see, you converted two out of these leads. They work, right? Yeah. But then it's like, no, I don't want to just create a business where only the owner can run these leads and has to bring them from $4,000 up to $12,000 on, on their mindset. Yeah. We're, we're anchoring at this really low number. And I'm not saying never to do that. I'm saying it's the combination of those things and the requiring the owner to then um, run the leads that it's like not a system. It's kind of a, like, you just, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, of course, the owner is going to close more deals. And I would say, too, I mean, this is something that, like, I would 
I think you'll be surprised. But I mean, even a lot of people that probably have people running their campaigns, whether it's Facebook, Google, whatever. I mean, a lot of people don't even know what their ads may actually look like or be promoting. So, I mean, that's another thing. It's like mm. you always should be knowing like what and if whether it's you ask. I mean, hopefully you don't have to ask too much. But, I mean, hopefully that's when it's presented. They're showing you. Yeah, but I mean, uh, especially when it comes to, I guess, what you're saying, like the lead quality side of things. I mean, it's like the – and especially if the focus is more on – or the quantity of leads or the volume yeah. of leads instead of like getting feedback I, or I guess first point of this is focusing on the quantity rather than the quality is I mean running these like gimmicky offers where it's like 50 homeowners wanted and I mean I've seen ads where people kind of use better messaging than that but I have seen a ton of ads where it's just like super gimmick where it's like take the survey like showcase program I mean those can do decent like it's all about how you present it but I've seen like any anytime there's like the free roof thing is like really what I hate or kind of yeah. like I think a lot of people have seen those ads or at least like kind of familiar with what I'm saying where it's like just gimmicky like the, the wording is kind of misleading to say the least yeah like the whole focus is get people in the system and then have like be able to say that leads are coming in but I mean really like one thing that that I try to stress and like obviously you always want to get a lead cost but like if you're an owner and especially if you're a big part of that sales cycle I mean you'd rather pay. 100, 150 for a lead and have like those leads be rock solid and like half of them turning into appointments and just have like eight leads coming in a day, but you're spinning your, uh, whatever, spinning your tires or wheels trying to get in touch with those. I mean, it's like, you have to look at like, what's the actual yeah, it's cost time. for an appointment, like cost per acquisition instead of just cost per leads. I mean, so many people are hey. focused on. Oh, sorry, you have something? Roofers, you want at least five solid lead gen tactics building chemistry. Let's say you have door knocking. Referral systems, job site branding, and you add in aggressive SEO, paid ads, and boom! Mmm, smells like more leads. Hookagency.com. I was just gonna say, and you have to add in the time that it's taking a sales rep to spend with a tire kicker. People need to qualify that in, because, like, exactly what you're saying. I'd rather have $150 cost per lead. And then more of them actually just are clean appointments versus like we're chasing people down. We're wasting yeah. time. How much is that wasted time worth is what we're asking. I'm asking how much is that wasted time worth? So you really want to optimize for closed deals. I agree with Carson completely. And one, one last thing there I'd say too, like especially seeing this happen in probably more like a year or like two or three years back kind of starting this out. But it's like, especially from the advertiser side of things, like those first few leads are really going to set. The tone, I would say, especially if like a, an owner has like a sales team and stuff like that, because if you if you start running a campaign and those first ten leads that come in all look like spam or are all unresponsive, then I mean that's like going to naturally kind of lower the perceived value of those future leads that come in, or it's, or like a sales team. It's like if they know that the leads coming in are a lot of them are spam or unresponsive, then I mean that's just going to like kind of affect the mentality towards those leads that are going to keep coming in. So. That's a really good point. I feel like if you went to a salesperson and you said like, if you knew there are like real leads, you went to a salesperson and you said, these ones, oh, you can close these ones. These ones are ripe. And you like yeah. set them in front of them. I bet you the, the uh, close rate would go up just because it's totally like the framing of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, if I expect that I have a better shot at stuff, yeah. You're going in a little bit more presumptive and like, yeah, we're going to do this deal. Like, I think more deals would go through. 
What do you suggest for imagery and video on Facebook ads? What have you seen perform best for roofers? Honestly, it's weird. It's a good, I mean, definitely an important question. Videos seem to consistently have better metrics in terms of like the, the cost per link click, like click-through rate, stuff like that. But I mean, the, the images, and part of this is like how the Facebook side of things set up and like the ad cost, but I mean, images seem to actually get better cost per lead. Um, so, so, I mean, really like on the, the video side of things, like I have several accounts or campaigns where like, I think it's probably only images running on the, I guess on the direct response side of things and then videos on the, the brand awareness side of things. And like really what I've seen work the best image wise. And I, I think this is kind of just like, um, not a pattern interrupt. I mean, kind of looks more like organic on a feed, like company images work really well. Like I've had, I mean, even if there's not a ton of like graphics or stuff on that, like even if it's just like, uh, I've got one client and they, the picture that's like been working for like four months and probably has like 15,000 spend. You're saying uh, it's like their team, like it's their team or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, it can be really simple. I mean, I would say like, I probably the word I'd use like company branded, whether it's like, say if you've got like a, a sales guy with a customer in front of a, a build, or if you've had like, I was saying the, um, I've had a client there like best image and it's probably had like 15,000 spend over the last four months. That's literally just been there. One of their sales reps like took a selfie in front of the, the company logo on the car. Huh. It's like, it's just, I think part of it too is like if, if on you, a car you're saying, or on a truck or something, just like, it, the, the car was right behind them. They were just like leaning over and like took a, with the decals on all the sides. So it's like, there's, huh, that's crazy that yeah. that performs so well. I love that. Uh, I love to know that images are doing well too. I, I think part of it too is like, it, especially in this, they changes a bit, but like on Facebook ad library, if you're looking at like what your competitors are running in your market, depending on how many competitors you have in your market. I mean, if all of them are running like graphic images that are just simple graphics, like the same call to action, I mean, it's just the, uh, kind of looking like how you can, especially in a more competitive market, like how you can kind of come off as like more personable or, I mean, I guess you're showing more of the company than just yeah. showing a house with a graphic yeah. and a logo. And I think that's really the biggest part of showing faces in the ads. Like, Love it. Any other major mistakes you see before we wrap up here? Oh, I would say this is kind of a hack and I've posted about before, but, um, what I typically suggest, because like what a lot of people do is run one ad set um, and just like leave it there. And if it performs, it performs. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What I'll typically do is do like three ad sets and just duplicate the exact same one twice. Because what you'll see and like what almost what I always see is like even if it's the exact same audience, creative, um, the exact same ad, like just duplicating it twice, you're going to get different data from those three ad sets because part of it's like, what time of day it got approved, uh, just the algorithm in general. And like typically what I'll see is like, you could launch, uh, if I tested this, like thought, I mean, I've tested it and done it, but I mean, if you did this probably nine out of 10 times, you'd see this. If there's three ad sets that they're the exact same, and this would be in the same campaign, but you'll have like one that has maybe a cost per link of like $3. The other one has like seven and the other one has like 15. So, I mean, that's probably the, the only other thing is I've seen people, 
either let like a bad ad set that kind of just, I mean, there's not really an explanation for it besides just the algorithm. And like, it's almost like some campaigns start off with like a, a hot hand and some don't. And same thing with like, sometimes if a campaign slows down, just duplicating it will kind of like hmm. kickstart that performance. Cause it just kind of, it, it creates a new pool of data for Facebook to try to optimize it. It's yeah. almost like Facebook is trying to optimize it, but sometimes it fails. Yeah, that's a good, and that's a good point because you yeah, haven't I mean, like, I'll even notice like sometimes right after launching a new campaign, like leads immediately come in and they kind of like slow down or normalize. So yeah, I mean, it's almost like when that new ad set or new campaign gets up, it's almost like a little bit more of a push or almost like a little mm -hmm. bit more bang for your buck from the Facebook side of things just in terms of kind of trying to get that, that algorithm figured out quickly. It's weird. These algorithms are so much like humans. Mm -hmm. you know, they, <laughs> like a new job you got a new job and you're trying really hard and then it yeah. relaxes a little over time or something like that but it kind of goes to that whole idea that um you know keeping it broad is good you know on this stuff and, it, and like because it was probably broad at the beginning and then facebook tried to optimize it down and maybe over optimized itself a yeah. little bit but so this is a, an intro certainly if, if you really like me studied some Facebook ad stuff and um, have tried a lot of things, but want to just kind of skip the line and have somebody do this for you, please reach out to Carson Nugent. What's the best way to uh, connect with you, Carson? So the best place to connect with me is going to be Carth or Carson360.com, just C-A-R-S-O-N, or 360.com, or just search me on Facebook with uh, the green green background should stick out but yeah facebook is typically where i post both regarding facebook ads as well as yeah typically where the, the best place to to reach me quickly and then carson360.com that's going to have all my all my links website and other resources so awesome thank you so much and um the podcast is put on by hookagency.com hook agency all over social so incredibly grateful carson that you're on today and generous and then also just, this is a Carson appreciation podcast. Like you've helped us so much and um, help prospects that we, uh, and referrals that we send over to you. So thank you. Thank you for being awesome to us and our clients. Definitely. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on today. And yeah, glad to, great to talk about this stuff and appreciate all your guys' work and yeah, everything you guys do in the industry. Thank you so much, man. All right. See you later and see you, you. Uh, to the audience as well. Bye.